to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What is poppin'? Welcome back to the show. I cannot wait for this episode. This is part two of a two-part series about progesterone. So if you missed last Friday's episode, episode 163, all about how progesterone actually works in our body, the symptoms of low progesterone, the causes of low progesterone, how to test your progesterone, all of that, go back to episode 123 before you listen to this one because I want to make sure that you got part one of it because part one is really all about the cause and symptoms of low progesterone to know if this is something that you might be struggling with or experiencing. And today is part two. We are talking about three easy ways to support your progesterone levels. So we're going to get into it. Now, let me give you just a quick little recap on what progesterone is. So to make sure that we're all on the same page, again, definitely go back to episode 163, but progesterone is the hormone that is created from ovulation. So when you ovulate, you produce the hormone progesterone is a sex hormone that counterbalances estrogen. So it is the yin to estrogen's yang. Remember from last week, we talked about how estrogen thickens the uterine lining where progesterone thins it. Uh, progesterone helps prevent breast cancer while estrogen can actually promote it when in high amounts. It helps boost your thyroid hormone where estrogen can suppress it, right? It does so many amazing things in our body. The main job of progesterone is to hold on to and nourish a pregnancy, which is why I see so many of my clients that have been struggling to conceive, so many people that I've been talking to who have really been struggling in this area for, you know, maybe they've been trying to conceive for four or more months. A lot of it comes from the fact that either they're not ovulating and they don't know it or that they have these low progesterone levels. Because if you don't have sufficient and healthy progesterone levels, and we talked about the numbers to look for on blood tests in episode 163, so go back to that. But if you don't have that healthy level of progesterone, you're not going to be able to hold on to and nourish a pregnancy. So it's really, really important for that. So um, it also, though, if you're like, oh, I'm not looking to conceive right now, Corinne, it's still really important. It's still always important to be sure that you're ovulated because progesterone reduces inflammation, promotes sleep and relaxation relaxation, calms the nervous system, and helps you better cope with stress. It supports your bones, your metabolism, your muscles, protects against heart disease. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So no matter where you're at in your journey, whether you want to have kids now or literally never, it is very important to make sure that you are ovulating and that you have healthy progesterone levels. So we're going to be talking about three easy things that you could do to support your progesterone levels. And all of these things support every single part of your body as well, because as you know, everything in your body is is connected. So when you do something beneficial for one area of your life, it is going to seep into everything else because our body is not separated. Our reproductive system is not separated from our gut and our liver. It's all tightly connected. They're all working together. So step one is to make sure that you are sleeping eight hours per night. Now you might be looking at me or listening to me and put a little eyebrow up. You're like, oh, Corinne, eight hours a night. I definitely can't do that. I have a top or, you know, whatever might be going through your mind. I hear you. 
I don't, I can't tell you that I understand because I do not have a toddler. However, if you want to make sure that you have healthy progesterone levels so you can hold on to a nourish your pregnancy or so you can feel better so you don't have to have so much anxiety so you can sleep better so your nervous system is better so you can have a better metabolism better bones all these things sleep is the number one thing that we need to be focusing on because a lack of sleep is a stress on the body and when your body is stressed out it robs you of progesterone so when we're chronically stressed out which we touched on this in the part one of this when your body is stressed out it produces more cortisol, right? That's your primary stress hormone. So whether you're stressed out from being in traffic, from being in a fight with your friend, from um, you know work deadlines, financial stress, whatever it is, whatever type of stress it is, it's going to cause your um, hormone level cortisol to increase. And when it's chronically high, when all these things are happening day in and day out, over and over and over, you're not sleeping enough, you're over-exercising, you're maybe not eating enough, you're skipping meals, you're stressed out, whatever it is, it's causing your body to produce more cortisol. And in order to keep producing it, it needs to use progesterone in order to continuously produce it. So sleeping eight hours per night, ideally in bed by 1030 is crucial for your progesterone levels. Now I want you to take a real hard look at your sleep routine right now and think about how many hours you're currently getting right now. Is it consistent? Are you going to bed by 1030? Is it uninterrupted? And again, I totally understand if you have kids that might be interrupted here and there if they're getting up or whatever is going on. But what can you do right now to make sure that, or not even to make sure, what can you do right now to improve your current sleep situation? If your sleep is not where it wants to be, right now, how can you improve it? Can you start going to bed 15 minutes earlier? Can you have a really solid nighttime routine where you prime your body for sleep, where instead of being on your phone at night in bed, which is causing you to stay up way later, can you put your phone away, have boundaries around your phone and instead lay in bed and read a book or journal or do something like that? Can How can you improve your sleep from where it's at right now? If you're like, Corinne, I'm barely getting six hours right now. It's going to be, it's, you're not going to be able to go from six hours to eight hours. That's completely ridiculous. And it's just not going to happen simply because your circadian rhythm right now is set to where it's at. So we need to slowly adjust it. And a way to slowly do that is to go to bed 15 minutes earlier for, I don't know, four or five days, even a week until you're consistent with that. And you're like, okay, that feels good. I'm tired. I can actually fall asleep 15 minutes earlier. And then the next week, go to bed 15 minutes earlier again. And then the next week, go to bed 15 minutes earlier again. Might take longer. And if you could do half hour increments, awesome. But you know, this isn't something that's going to be able to happen overnight with sleep patterns because we have to reset our circadian rhythm and make sure that you know, you're actually sleeping. You're not just laying in bed an hour earlier than you are now and just staring at the ceiling because that's doing nothing. Okay. So how How can you improve your current sleep situation and make sure that we are getting closer to that eight hour mark and ideally in bed by 1030? And maybe if you do have kids, maybe part of this is going to help improve their sleep situation because maybe the reason why you're up is because your kids are waking up a lot or they're in your bed or they're coming in your bed. And again, I am not here to give you advice on that. I have do not have children. I have absolutely no idea how to help you with that. But maybe that's going to be part of it for you. And this could be the reminder or the motivation for you to work on that. So then it could help support you and it will also help support them as well. So number one is sleeping eight hours per night, because also aside from lack of sleep, putting stress on our body and causing it to rob us of progesterone, because it's just another stress on the body. It also dysregulates your blood sugar. It really causes your insulin to be more resistant to your blood sugar, to be more dysregulated. And there have been studies that shown that a lack of sleep actually causes your body to be more blood sugar dysregulated than certain foods do. So, and of course, if your blood 
blood sugar is dysregulated, this is a root cause of most all hormonal imbalances. So it's going to affect your fertility, your mood, your brain fog, your cycle. It's going to affect all of it if your blood sugar is dysregulated. So it's just another amazing reason why to prioritize sleep. I did a whole episode on sleep a while back that I'll link below in case you missed it. So number one is making sure that you're sleeping, ideally eight hours a night. How can you move closer to that eight hour mark? Number two is meditation. You're probably like, Corinne, you're a broken record. You talk about sleep and meditation all the time, and it's because this is what's most important. With the clients that I work with who start off not ovulating or they're trying to conceive and they're not you know, being successful right now, these are the things that I'm talking to them about. These are things that are most important, and these are the things that a lot of people have resistance around because it's easier to change the things that we're eating and putting supplements in our mouth and doing all these things than it is to change our habits, our lifestyle, and to add in something that's uncomfortable like meditation because this requires you to get quiet and listen to the thoughts that are in your head or try not to and just allow them to float by and just be with yourself. A lot of us feel uncomfortable being with ourselves because we have so many things that can distract us nowadays with social media, technology, TV, literally there's there's never a second where we need to be bored anymore. It's like, it's crazy how boredom is just not even a thing anymore. If you think about it, when we were kids, if you're around my age range, I'm 32 right now. If you're around my age range, there were times where we were bored, where we would go somewhere, like maybe you're, you were grocery shopping with your parents or something and you would just have to sit there and wait online. You wouldn't sit on your phone and occupy yourself while you're waiting online or when you're in the doctor's office, waiting, you would just maybe read a magazine or do something, but you wouldn't be on your phone. Like there's so many things that can distract us, which is what makes meditation even more uncomfortable and harder for people to, um, really commit to because it's so uncomfortable. And so outside of their comfort zone, if it's something that you haven't been doing, but meditation is so important. It's so helpful for your fertility. It's so helpful for your progesterone levels, because when you meditate, you are putting yourself in parasympathetic nervous system. We have an autonomic nervous system, this parasympathetic and the sympathetic. The sympathetic is that fight or flight and the parasympathetic is the rest and digest. We want to be more in the parasympathetic to support and to nourish those progesterone levels and to make sure that we're not just wasting them because we're stressed out all the time. Does this mean that you're never going to be stressed out? Obviously not, but I can tell you from personal experience, meditation will help you come at stressful situations with so much more peace and able to really respond to it and where your heart heart rate, you won't, it won't spike up like that. You won't immediately go to the sympathetic nervous system and, and be raging and have those cortisol levels go spiking up. Sometimes it will obviously, cause we're humans, certain situations it will, but it's way less frequent. And that is going to support your progesterone levels more than you even know. I can't stress it enough on how much it supports your stress response. Okay, we're taking a little pause because I know that you are someone that really wants to prioritize and support your gut health and your sleep, and that you want to make sure that you're using quality supplementation, which is exactly why I brought on Gut Personal as a sponsor for our show. Gut Personal is woman-owned and funded, which you know I love over here, and it is disrupting the gut health industry, the gut supplement industry, by 
by really personalizing their supplements to fit your specific needs by providing a short quiz for you to take that will lead you to the supplements that can support you and your individual needs, which is so freaking cool. I love it. And what's also really cool about them is that they have a feature on their site where you can directly contact a registered dietitian. If you have any questions, if you want to talk about the specific supplements, uh, sorry, the specific symptoms that you are experiencing so they can help point you in the right direction. If you have any questions about your quiz, it's such a cool feature that this is just another way that they are really disrupting this gut supplement industry. So you already know that I only recommend brands that I personally use, that I respect, and that I trust. So you know I'm using these products also. So I want to talk to you about two specific products that I use daily from Gut Personal that I love and I think that you're really going to love as well. The first is the Miracle Worker Magnesium and the second is the Sunshine Plus Vitamin D. So the Miracle Worker Magnesium, I mean, when I tell you that this drastically changed the way I sleep, I literally can't even explain it, but it of course does so much more than that. Magnesium is extremely important for hormone health. We are very deficient in magnesium as a society because of the low uh, mineral level of our soil, because of our stress levels. Magnesium is needed for hormone health in every single situation. It helps your gut. It helps your nervous response. I did a whole podcast episode on magnesium that I will link below, but I love the Miracle Worker Magnesium. They have a powdered version and a capsule version. I personally love the powdered version. It has a really awesome natural strawberry flavor that I literally love having at the end of the night. It's like a little mocktail. I put it in a wine glass with room temperature water, swirl it up with a little spoon and just like love having it. It's absolutely amazing and it is so awesome for your sleep. So I highly recommend that one. And the second one that I use and recommend is the Sunshine Plus Drops. Now, again, this is a vitamin D supplement and vitamin D is crucial for thousands of functions in our body. It supports our immune system, our fertility, everything, our mood. Like it's so, um, so powerful. I have another episode on this I can link below as well. But the reason why I love this vitamin D supplement, aside from other ones that I used to take, is because there is a dropper option as well as a capsule one. I am using the dropper one because I like that you can customize it to the amount of vitamin D that you personally need because each drop is a thousand IUs. Now, of course, you need to be working with someone to really know the exact amount that you should be taking. But in general, most of us are deficient in this as well, especially if you're not in a sunny climate all the time. But usually about 5,000 IUs is a good marker to start taking, but depending on what's in your multivitamin, if it has vitamin D, it's really nice. You could customize it. And I also love that it's very absorbable when you take it in a liquid form. And this vitamin D, their sunshine plus has vitamin K in it, which helps your body actually absorb the vitamin D. So I'm completely obsessed with them. You get 10% off anything in their store just because you're a mind your hormones listener and they are a sponsor of our show. So if you want to go check these supplements out, use code Corinne at checkout to save 10%. That's C-O-R-I-N-N-E at gut personal. Of course, if you're running, you're walking with your dog, you're driving, you're rushing around, whatever you're doing, I will put the link in the show notes so you can check them out. I highly recommend them. And if you have any questions at all, shoot me a message on Instagram at Corinne Angelica. I would love to help you with this. And if you have been taking them and you've been loving them, I would love to hear your feedback because I just love talking to people about this because I'm like, oh my God, I know, isn't it amazing? So come reach out to me. I 
would love to support you in this. And I hope that you check them out and love them as much as I do. Now let's get back into today's show. So how can you start incorporating meditation into your morning routine? I ideally love for my clients to do it in the morning because it's the easiest time of day we have to control and it really sets you up. It sets your nervous system up. It sets your stress response up for the entire day. Um, but you know, anytime is literally anytime is better than no time, but I really have found that with myself and with my clients, it is best to do it in the morning because after the morning happens, so many things come about our day that we don't expect and things just happen and the excuses come up and, and the more decision fatigue we have and the more, the lack of motivation that we are, that we're going to have to want to actually sit and meditate. So I recommend doing it in the morning, but do what works best for you. If you've never meditated before, literally start with two minutes, just sit for two minutes. There are so many apps with guided meditations right now. Melissa Wood Health has amazing ones. Insight timer. I love calm headspace. There are a ton. So there's no excuse for not being able to find one that you like, and it might take some time, but search around for it, or even just listen to relaxing music, sit and breathe and allow your thoughts to come up because they're going to come up and just choose to, instead of attaching to them. And instead of going down the rabbit hole of that thought that comes up, choose to redirect your mind to your breath, redirect your mind to the present moment, redirect your mind to your third eye, which if you don't know what that is, that is in the center of your forehead. And obviously with your eyes closed. Now this is going to come up multiple times. It's not like you're just going to have one thought and redirect your brain to your breath one time. This can come up multiple times in a minute. And this will come up multiple times in a minute, especially if you're new to meditation, but it is training your brain to switch that off to say, okay, I'm not going down the rabbit hole. I'm not attaching to the thought just because I have a thought doesn't mean I have to believe every thought I have. And just because it comes up doesn't mean I have to attach to it. Our thoughts aren't the problem. When we attach to our thoughts, that's where the problem is. So letting it come up and redirecting your brain, letting it come up, redirect your brain. It is just a redirection over and over and over and over and over. And the more that you do it, the more space you're going to have in between those redirections. So how can you incorporate more meditation into your life if you're not currently doing it? Um, and I, it's, it's just such an amazing thing for your progesterone levels and just for your overall health, for your brain, for your relationships, for your overall health and wellness, for your longevity, for your stress response, literally for all of it. So what can you do to make sure that you are prioritizing this? If your hormones and your health are a priority, meditation is something that I strongly suggest making a priority with it because it's one of the things that's going to support you the most. Okay. So that is number two. Number one, sleeping for eight hours per night. Ideally, how can you move more towards that? What can you do to start improving that sleep? Number two is meditation. How can you start starting it off? Just start with two minutes and then increase from there. Ideally, I would love for you to get up to 15 minutes and this could take a year for you to get up to 15 minutes. It doesn't matter. There's no race for it, but the quicker that you start doing it, the quicker you'll get to that place and the better off you're going to be. And that doesn't mean that you have to do 15 minutes every single day. It's just a commitment to it. If you're like, oh my God, I I literally only have two minutes today. Okay, sit down and do it for two minutes. It is the consistency of it and the um, the commitment to yourself that you are going to do this. You're making it a priority no matter what it is. And honestly, a meditation could sometimes look like going for a walk, no music, no phone, no podcast, no nothing, listening to the birds and just walking and allowing your brain to clear out. That is definitely something that I do recommend too. If you are just starting out with the meditation, you can only just sit for the two minutes 
minutes in the morning, but you are going for walks for movement, do it without any, any distractions for at least 10 to 15 minutes of your walk. It has greatly changed my life doing that. It changed my business. I've got all my ideas on my walks. Like it is just so amazing. So highly recommend doing that if you have not tried it already. Now, the third thing is to slow down your workouts. This is another thing that I talk to women about all the time that I help my clients through. So slowing down your workouts, especially after ovulation in your luteal phase is really, really crucial because after you ovulate, when you're in that luteal phase, the 10 to 14 days before you get your period, your cortisol levels, your resting cortisol level is naturally higher, which means if you are continuously doing the same workout that you were doing, you know, prior to ovulation, where you are really stressed out or or you're, yeah, you're stressing your body out, you're over-exercising, your heart rate's really up high, you're going, going, going. If you continue to do that in your luteal phase, especially the week before your period, you are going going to max out your cortisol and you were going to lower those progesterone levels. And again, those progesterone levels once lowered can cause a lot of issues. And even if you maybe you ovulated and you created progesterone, if you're over exercising in that luteal phase, it's going to cause those progesterone levels that you created to just completely be wiped out and completely diminished, which is going to make sure that you, which is going to not allow you to hold on to a nourish a pregnancy. It's going to not allow you to have a nice pain-free period with a healthy level of blood where it's not super heavy or super painful or all those PMS symptoms, all of that, like we talked about in part one comes from low progesterone levels. So slowing down your workouts is huge, especially the week before your period, ideally in the entire luteal phase, the two weeks, the 10 to 14 days before your period, but especially the week before. So how can you slow that down? Can you start incorporating more yoga in this phase, more Pilates, more, um, slow strength training, even if you're going for walks, can they be slower? Maybe you're speed walking or maybe you're a runner. Instead of running, going for a walk instead. How can you just, if you're like spin class, instead of doing a real intense spin, can you just bike ride and do like, if you maybe have the Peloton, just do a nice leisure bike ride for 20 to 30 minutes, like without your heart rate going skyrocketing. It's, it's just so important because it also, when we slow down our workouts and we go to more strength training in that luteal phase, it actually helps support your, your muscle mass and your metabolism because your body is not prepared to support you in a hard workout like that. So it's going to affect way more than just your progesterone level. It's going to, because everything is connected, it's going to affect the way you feel day in and day out. Gonna affect your energy levels. It's gonna affect your brain quality. Like you're, you'll have more brain fog. It all comes back to everything is connected, which I talk about all the time. So how can you slow down those workouts? And this is going to be huge for your progesterone levels. These three things are magic. Sleeping for eight hours. How can you move more towards that eight hour mark? Number two, meditation. How can you start incorporating this? What is that going to look like for you? And how can you make it a commitment to do it daily? And number three, slowing down your workouts, especially in your luteal phase. These are three ways that you can really support your progesterone levels. I am so excited that we are able to have this conversation together and I can help share this information because this is going to support you so much. And if you are with somebody who is struggling to conceive and you've been struggling for maybe four or more months, or you know somebody who is, please share this episode with them. Share part one of this with them as well. Thank you so much for being here. I love you guys. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will chat with you next time. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, 
please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.